Wednesday of the fourth week of Lent. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Lord, to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, be present now, and let your Holy Spirit bow all hearts in love and truth today to hear your word and keep your way. Give us the grace to grasp your word that we may do what we have heard. Instruct us through the scriptures, Lord, as we draw near, O God adored. May your glad tidings always bring good news to men that they may sing of how you came to save all men. Instruct us till you come again. To God the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, three in one. To you, O blessed Trinity, be praised throughout eternity. Bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. My soul, give thanks to the Lord. All my being, bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion, who fills your life with good things, renewing your youth like an eagle's. The Lord does deeds of justice, gives judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to Israel's sons. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. His wrath will come to an end. He will not be angry forever. He does not treat us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our faults. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins. As a father has compassion on his sons, the Lord has pity on those who fear him, for he knows of what we are made. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flowers like the flower of the field. The wind blows and he is gone, and his place never sees him again. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. Bless the Lord, all you his works. But the love of the Lord is everlasting upon those who hold him in fear. His justice reaches out to children's children when they keep his covenant in truth, when they keep his will in their mind. The Lord has set his sway in heaven, and his kingdom is ruling over all. Give thanks to the Lord, all his angels, mighty in power, fulfilling his word who heed the voice of his word. Give thanks to the Lord, all his hosts, his servants who do his will. Give thanks to the Lord, all his works, in every place where he rules. My soul, give thanks to the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. You have compassion for the sinner, Lord, as a father has compassion for his children. Heal the weakness of your people and save us from lasting death that we may praise and glorify you forever. Amen. Bless the Lord, all you his works. Turn back to the Lord and do penance. Be renewed in heart and spirit. Reading from the book of Numbers. The foreign elements among them were so greedy for meat that even the Israelites lamented again, Would that we had meat for food! We remember the fish we used to eat without cost in Egypt, and the cucumbers 
the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now we are famished, we, have, we see nothing before us but this manna. When Moses heard, of, heard the people, family after family, crying at the entrance of their tents, so that the Lord became very angry, he was grieved. Why do you treat your servant so badly? Moses asked the Lord. Why are you so displeased with me that you burden me with all this people? Was it I who conceived all these people? Or was it I who gave them birth, that you tell me to carry them at my bosom like a foster father carrying an infant to the land you have promised under oath to their fathers? Where can I get meat to give all this people? For they are crying to me, Give us meat for our food. I cannot carry all this people by myself, for they are too heavy for me. If this is the way you will deal with me, then please do me the favor of killing me at once, so that I need no longer face this distress. Then the Lord said to Moses, Assemble for me seventy of the elders of Israel, men you know for true elders and authorities among the people, and bring them to the meeting tent. When they are in place beside you, I will come down and speak with you there. I will also take some of the spirit that is on you, and I will bestow it on them, that they may share the burden of the people with you. You will then not have to bear it by yourself. To the people, however, you shall say, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow, when you shall have meat to eat. For in the hearing of the Lord you have cried, Would that we had meat for food! Oh, how well off we were in Egypt! Therefore the Lord will give you meat for food, and you will eat it, not for one day or two days or five or ten or twenty days, but for a whole month, until it comes out of your very nostrils and becomes loathsome to you. For you have spurned the Lord who is in your midst, and in his presence you have wailed, Why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, The people around me include six hundred thousand soldiers. Yet you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month. Can enough sheep and cattle be slaughtered for them? If all the fish of the sea were caught for them, would they have enough? The Lord answered Moses, Is this beyond the Lord's reach? You shall see now whether or not what I have promised you takes place. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. Gathering seventy elders of the people, he had them stand around the tent. The Lord then came down in the cloud and spoke to him. Taking some of the spirit that was on Moses, he bestowed it on the seventy elders, and as the spirit came to rest on them, they prophesied. Now two men, one named Eldad and the other Medad, were not in the gathering but had been left in the camp. They too had been on the list but had not gone out to the tent. Yet the Spirit came to rest on them also, and they prophesied in the camp. So when a young man quickly told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp, Joshua, son of Nun, who from his youth had been Moses' aide, said, Moses, my lord, stop them. But Moses answered him, are you jealous, jealous for my sake? Would that all the people of the Lord were prophets. Would that the Lord might bestow his spirit on them all. Then Moses retired to the camp, along with the elders of Israel. I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. In those days I will pour out my spirit. You will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness to the ends of the earth. In those days I will pour out my spirit. A reading from a letter by St. Maximus the Confessor, Abbot. God's will is to save us, and nothing pleases him more than our coming back to him with true repentance. The heralds of truth and the ministers of divine grace have told us this from the beginning, repeating it in every age. 
Indeed, God's desire for our salvation is the primary and preeminent sign of his infinite goodness. It was precisely in order to show that there is nothing closer to God's heart than the divine word of God the Father. With untold condescension, lived Amanda, lived among us in the flesh, and did, suffered, and said all that was necessary to reconcile us to God the Father, when we were at enmity with him, and to restore us to the life of blessedness from which we had been exiled. He healed our physical infirmities by miracles, he freed us from our sins, many and grievous as they were, by suffering and dying, taking them upon himself as if he were answerable for them, sinless though he was. He also taught us in many different ways that we should wish to imitate him by our own kindness and genuine love for each other. So it was that Christ proclaimed that he had come to call sinners to repentance, not the righteous, and that it was not the healthy who required a doctor, but the sick. He declared that he had come to look for the sheep that was lost, and that it was to the lost sheep of the house of Israel that he had been sent. Speaking on it more obscurely in the parable of the silver coin, he tells us that the purpose of his coming was to reclaim the royal image, which had become coated with the filth of sin. You can be sure that there is joy in heaven, he said, over one sinner who repents. To give the same lesson, he revived the man who, having fallen into the hands of brigands, had been left stripped and half dead from his wounds. He poured wine and oil on the wounds, bandaged them, placed the man on his own mule, and brought him to an inn where he let, left sufficient money to have him cared for, and promised to repay any further expense on his return. Again, he told of how that father, who is goodness itself, was moved with pity for his profligate son, who returned and made amends by repentance, how he embraced him, dressed him once more in the fine garments that befitted his own dignity, and did not reproach him for any of his sins. So too, when he found wandering in the mountains and hills the one sheep that had strayed from God's flock of a hundred, he brought it back to the fold, but he did not exhaust it by driving it ahead of him. Instead, he placed it on his own shoulders, and so, compassionately, he restored it safely to the flock. So also he cried out, Come to me, all you that toil and are of heavy, and are heavy of heart. Accept my yoke, he said, by which he meant his commands, or rather the whole way of life that he taught us in the gospel. He then speaks of a burden, but that is only because repentance seems difficult. In fact, however, my yoke is easy, he assures us, and my burden is light. Then again he instructs us in divine justice and goodness, telling us to be like our Heavenly Father, holy, perfect, and merciful. Forgive, he says, and you will be forgiven. Behave toward other people as you would wish them to behave toward you. Lord, what anguish I would suffer if I knew nothing of your mercy. But you have said, I do not desire the sinner's death, but that he come back to me and live. You called back to your love the Canaanite woman and the publican to repentance. When my heart is full of anxiety, you give me comfort and joy. You called back to your love the Canaanite woman and the publican to repentance. Let us pray. Lord, you reward virtue and forgive the repentant sinner. Grant us your forgiveness as we come before you confessing our guilt. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.